What's up, everyone? <laughs> we just had some minor computer issues, per <laughs> always. Every time I'm in charge of the computer, something bad happens. Anyways, I was pressing the play button, not the record button. I'm just That wasn't the computer that was maybe... User... Manufacturer... Wait, what's it called? User error or something? Yeah. 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 Whatever. Uh, welcome back. We have a awesome new topic this week. Hot topic number eight, I think, or nine. Gosh, we are really in deep with these hot topics, but we're having a great time. I love it. It's so awesome that you're here. Thank you for joining us for Sundays at at (laughs) 7. Okay, we are super excited. Super excited. (laughs) Every time I say excited, I become a little Southern Belle. um, But we're super excited because of our special guest we have this week. So we're going to introduce him, and then after that, we'll go into the topic. So, please welcome everyone, Micah Benavides. Benavides. Yeah. <laughs> so, just a small little thing about Micah before we get started. Kate and I, you know, when we did our Enneagram series, we're both sevens. Micah's also a seven. I knew when I walked in, I said, he's a seven. Yeah. <laughs> sevens, you can just pick out of a crowd. So, we're excited about this podcast because three sevens in a room, gosh, who knows? What, we might change the world today. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> we'll fix all the world's problems. Yeah. Yeah. In one in one podcast. <laughs> Anyways, Micah, maybe um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give the viewer or listeners a little bit of... Uh, well, born and raised in Winchester. So yes. Woo! Woo! Yeah. city. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am currently married now, uh, and I am a youth pastor here at Eastside. We are at Eastside Church in yeah. Richmond right now. This is where he works, and we're currently sitting here, and it is bougie in here. It is beautiful. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So what are you over here at Eastside? The middle school students. Love nice. them. So you get, like, your kind of extreme that – or I guess you get the extreme, like, hyper kids, and then you also get, like, the extreme, like, not chill. hyper kids, shy <laughs> and, like, chill. Mm-hmm. So I love, like, it's always different. A large so, spectrum. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in middle school, they're so innocent. Middle, I, oh, yeah. God bless you. That's all I gotta say. Because taking that <laughs> yeah, on <right>. is an <laughs> intense role. <laughs> true. Middle schoolers, middle schoolers are kind of scary. I say they're innocent, but <laughs> they ain't innocent. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Sometimes they're they become little savages for sure. Yeah, Ooh, they're so little savage kids. That's what they are. Yeah, yeah, for real. But you know what? The community needs middle schoolers. They do. Oh yeah. They serve their purpose in society well. That's true. Anyway, so um, well, thank you for being on our podcast today. Excited. I feel like every podcast we have a pre-pod. I call it the pre-pod, but like we always just sit and talk about what we're going to talk about and like share stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just always so fun. Our conversation has been so good. We've just um, been spending a lot of time here with Mike. We were, let's see, we got here at like 10 something. We've been talking for like an hour. It's yeah. been so fun. <laughs> but we've had some good conversation. I'm excited to get into this topic, which is lukewarm christianity are you a lukewarm christian or am i a lukewarm christian mm-hmm. i feel like this topic is really um i feel like it's kind of like really prevalent to today because we live in a society that's like here's this is my truth this is my life this is my opinion and that can get kind of like like an actual truthful christian life can get kind of dimmed i guess because well that might be your Christian life, but this is my Christian life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and we often shy away in society also from harsh truths, mm-hmm. and so sometimes things can be watered down. And I feel like the church has taken that on a little bit. Like everything's kind of watered down instead of having those harsh truths and concrete. Yeah. Yeah. 
discipline. Well, yeah, it's like they don't, they want the comforting scripture, you know, that, all right, if I'm in trouble, God can rescue me, he can heal me, he can do these things. But they don't want the convictions of, kind of what you said, like the truth of what it is to be a Christian, what it is to follow Mm -hmm. Christ. Yeah. I'll never forget when we were were reading letters to the church, there's like a part in there, he's like talking with a person from overseas the Middle East somewhere, I can't remember where, but at that church over in the Middle East, they have to sign an agreement saying like, I'm willing to lose my my home, I'm willing to lose my all of my things, I'm willing to lose my family, I'm willing to lose my life in order to be a part of this church and to follow Jesus. And like, it's a document that they have to sign. Anyways, um, so we kind of thought of this lukewarm Christianity topic. Katen and I lead a senior uh, senior girls small group, and this past Wednesday we were talking about the story of Lazarus and how Jesus raised him from the dead. And when Lazarus comes out of the tomb, um, he's alive, he's fully living, he's walking, but he still has his grave clothes on. He was wholly alive, but he wasn't wholly freed because he still had these like these grave clothes on that were keeping him from becoming like a hot on fire Christian, you mm-hmm. know we kind of ushered into like this is like a topic that was definitely prevalent to today and it kind of made us think and all that kind of stuff but the first question that we kind of wanted to ask you Micah was what does it mean to be a lukewarm Christian or if you have any kind of examples or what are your thoughts on that yeah uh, I think there's a lot of things (laughs) maybe I can think of it is definitely Uh, a vague question yeah no I think to me I think when I think of like myself and like there's been seasons of my life where I'm like, all right, I'm probably lukewarm right now. Like, and I notice. Mm-hmm. I think during that time is when I'm lukewarm is it's like I have all the truths and the knowledge of who Jesus is, but I do nothing with it. Uh, and I think also part of it is just like I'm not growing. Like I'm not spending in, in, in time in His Word or in His presence in prayer or mm-hmm. even talking about Him. Um, where, where I'm at could be at the grocery store or whatever and so I think to me like lukewarm Christianity is like when when you say you believe but there's no actions to it you're not doing anything you're not pursuing anything you're not pursuing him you're not pursuing anybody else or pouring into anybody else you're just yeah I believe and that's it mm-hmm. you're not taking on the, I feel like there's like two commandments like love people and love love God and love people and then make disciples and like you're getting the love God and love people part, but you're not making disciples. Mm-hmm. You're not, there's not an action there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think even the majority of my life I was lukewarm. I don't think I realized it until I got to college because I always believed, right? Like uh, when I was a kid, I used to go up and get saved every week. When people invited <laughs> me to church, I would go and I'd get saved. And it'd be a different church, different pastor, and he'd be like, all right, who's going to say that? I'd run up again. I was like, well, I didn't know, you know? Uh, <laughs> and uh, and throughout high school, middle school, like, I always believed. And nobody could tell me that he wasn't real or anything like that. Like, I would argue with people. But I also didn't know how to read. I didn't know how to pray. Uh, and it wasn't until college, I think I went to Passion. I think, have you guys? I'm pretty sure you guys. Passion. Yeah, well, yeah, I, think yeah. I went with you guys. The, yeah, in twenty passion. I'll do that to you. Yeah, and I was reading, and it was uh, James, I think two twenty six, when it's like, you know, as the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without deeds. I just remember, like, holy crap! Like I've been <laughs> missing out on so much, and I've just been lukewarm. I'm not doing anything. I didn't, and part of that was out of ignorance. But you know, mm-hmm. now it's like if I become lukewarm, it's like all right. 
I need to get out. Like, what do yeah. I need to do? That's a good story. Yeah. So specifically, like, where this term lukewarm comes from, uh, Revelation. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm just going to, that that book is something else. So anyways, you know it's going to get serious if we talk about Revelation. But anyways, uh, so we're going to read a verse where specifically that term lukewarm is said. At the beginning of Revelation, I'm not going to really go into it, but he addresses seven different churches. And one of them is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but just... <laughs> You were doing it good last night. I think this is right, but I'm not sure. But to the church of Laodicea. Um, So he addresses this church, and Revelation 3.15, he says, um, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot, cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So that's where, like, this conversation kind of, Mm -hmm. where we're kind of pulling from, from Scripture. And just a little bit of background on the church of Laodicea. See, the more confident you are when you say that word, the more people believe oh, that's yeah. actually what it it's is. It's Laodicea. It's Laodicea. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the context behind this, like Laodicea was a church that was um, located like five miles from a hot spring. The uses for water back then were like if, if the water was hot, you can use it for specific things like medicine or whatever. If, if the water was cold, it was refreshing. You could use it for things like that. But um, they like decided to build this pipe system so they could try to get water from this spring, this hot spring. And through all the pipes, by the time the water got to their actual town, it was lukewarm and they had no use for it. And so like what I guess he's trying to say is like there's no use for lukewarm. So either be hot or cold, choose one. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Um, Take action take action which like is like exactly what you were saying yeah well i mean even even like when it starts out he's like i know your deeds and so it's like it has to do something with they know who jesus is but they're not doing something mm-hmm. like they're it's like i know your deeds and they're not cold or hot so yeah that's true i think that like we all kind of reach a point in our lives where like oh crap like we're lukewarm right now like what do we need to do to get out of it yeah. but why why is it so why do so many of us so easily fall into that yeah that's true like why laziness maybe yeah but like what are like what are some things that you guys think like if we all like recognize that we're in that lukewarm like how do you recognize that like for the people listening right now like if they're like oh i don't really know how to tell if i'm lukewarm like what are some things that we can tell them to be like mm-hmm. well you are so <laughs> yeah uh Again, just, I guess for myself, like, I think being lukewarm for, for Micah is, I'm, like, easily agitated. Like, I'm quick to be, like, upset, frustrated on things. I, like I said, I'm not reading, I'm not praying, I'm not really asking how other people are doing. Like, I'm not shepherding other people. Mm. Um, and I think for me, like, my mind goes, like, I'm never satisfied with anything. Like, when I'm lukewarm, I don't find satisfaction in reaching out to parents or students or having good talks with Allie or... Yeah, like, fulfillment. Yeah, like, I have no fulfillment. I'm just, like... I feel like I start to lose my purpose when I become lukewarm. Ooh, yeah. That's true. I love C.S. Lewis, as we've already established. Um, (laughs) But... I've read Mere Christianity like a couple times in my life, but I feel like I need to read it every single year because it's just so dense and you just learn something new every time. But towards the end of that book, there's a chapter about something to the effect of like improvement versus transformation Mm -hmm. and like the difference between those two things. And like when we call ourselves Christians, there should be a change. 
Like there should be not just an yeah. improvement, but like a literal transformation. He talks a lot about, which is so interesting, a lot about being nice. Like we're just trying to be nice people and like we just want to be nicer and all that stuff. And he says something in, in that chapter about how the world can be full of nice people, but it still needs to be saved. Like that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't yeah. save you, you know? Yeah. So just this idea of improvement versus transformation. Like, am I just trying to improve myself to be a better person or am I literally being transformed like in every aspect of my life? And, you know, even the devil was an archangel, like even he at one point, you know what I mean? It has to be a transform, a total transformation. And I think that sometimes is a difference between being lukewarm and then truly being on fire is that 180 complete transformation, surrendering everything, not just, I'm going to be a better person it's like no i'm gonna be transformed completely mm -hmm. and that's that's like a big and it takes work yeah, yeah. we talked about in our, we talked about in our small group on wednesday there's a christine kane sermon from that passion that we all went to oh, yeah. and she said like, she said how do you spell revival w-o-r-k like you gotta get your shovel and you gotta plow some ground mm -hmm. and even you know when you kate when you're talking about like transformation it's like transformation happens when you allow god to like work and move in your life and so, like, being lukewarm is, like, you're not allowing that transformation to happen. Mm -hmm. It's like God wants to, I mean, going on to the verse, we read it earlier, you know, it's like I stand here knocking at the door, like, open and I'll come eat and sit with you and all these things. But if we never open the door, we're not going to yeah. experience transformation. And so we're just lukewarm or <laughs> we're just sitting there yeah. doing nothing. God is always there, but we're just choosing. Like, we choose whether to let him in or not. Yeah. And when you're lukewarm, you're not letting him in. You still want to live this life where you know that Jesus exists, but you, you don't want to put the effort into yeah. opening the door. And maybe it's also like you're scared. I, I was getting ready me, to say like, that, yeah. I'm, like there's sometimes I'm like, like I've seen like how God has transformed my life since before I really followed him. And now there's sometimes I'm just like, I don't know if I'm up for that again. <laughs> He's like knocking <laughs> and you're like, hang on, maybe I shouldn't open the door yeah, this time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or just like try to take a peek of it. All right, God, hang on. Just let me uh, get ready for transformation. So, yeah. I feel like people, me, people and me, me and that group of people <laughs> run from conviction. Like mm -hmm. we don't, we don't want to be called out for the things that we're doing. So we just run from it. And if we run from it, it's not there. Yeah. And that's a really, another thing I feel like standing in between being hot and lukewarm is, I, we have to pull things out from the root like to be a new like C.S. Lewis talks about being a new man like not just a better man like Jesus didn't come to make us better men he came to make us new completely new men and to be that we have to uproot all of the stuff in our life and I feel like that's really scary and it's comforting in a weird way to have those mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know but we run from conviction yeah so we're scared of it I think that a lot of us too like lukewarm is just being comfortable where you are like, if you're comfortable, then something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And, like, my husband's always told me that. Like, if you're comfortable, then, like, you're not allowing God to do something transformational in your life. Yeah. And, like, but we like being comfortable because it's comfortable, right? Yeah. And so it's, like, you want to be comfortable because you don't want to be convicted. Mm -hmm. Kind of going along with what you said. Yeah. And I love at the end of that quote, did you mention that um, you go from being, like, a people of God to the creature? Or what does it say about being creatures of God? Yeah, it's, of God? like, something like we go from being creatures of God to sons of God. Sons of God, Yeah. 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 So you're not just made by God. You are. You yeah. are his family. You are his, mm -hmm. you know, people. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Anyways, um, I love what you said about 
um, not getting fulfilled. And that's kind of how you see, cause I feel like that's like for me too. Like when I am not seeing my purpose, I know I'm like in like my lukewarm land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not getting fulfillment out of these things from church, I'm not like getting satisfied from like, you know, worshiping or all this stuff. I'm like, I'm lukewarm. And I love that you said that there's a verse that we found last night. It's in Isaiah, Isaiah 29, eight. And it says a hungry person dreams of eating, but wakes up still hungry. A thirsty person dreams of drinking, but is still faint from thirst when the morning comes. And I feel like you dream of this, like I'm, you know, eating this buffet of food or I'm drinking this and you wake up and you're still, yeah. you're still hungry. You're still thirsty. And that's like, you're not satisfied. And that's like when you can tell if you're lukewarm. Mm-hmm. I really like that verse. So. Yeah. I think also like going back to being comfortable in the church, like obviously I think the church is under persecution right now in a weird way, like an interesting, the church is just in an interesting time right now. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy for us, especially when everything's online, you know, all that church can kind of become like a consumer thing. Mm-hmm. You know you what I mean? You can sit on your couch and your PJs and right. you're comfortable and you're right. listening to. I think Francis Chan in Letters to the Church actually talked about this. And when I, that really clicked for me, um, he talks about being like actively participating in church or just being a passive consumer. Like mm-hmm. when you go to church, are you just going to be fed and then you leave or are you actively participating in what's going on? And I feel like that's also another thing that takes you from being lukewarm is like I can just go and sit and consume and be mm-hmm. fed and then leave or am I actually going and also particip- actively participating and then you know in the business world they call that like buy-in you know what yeah. I mean like mm-hmm. we, we don't have any buy-in yeah. for the church because we just go and sit and you know we just consume and then leave like we don't have any buy-in we're not participating we're not being active in the conversation yeah you're I like how you use buy-in I think like here at Eastside, like we talk a lot about being all in. And I kind of explained that earlier to you guys, but it's like when you're all in, you're surrendering like your time, talents, treasures, and your plans. Mm. So like if you're doing whatever, like you have to, like you said, there's no comfortability. And I think it's hard because I think you're right. Like through COVID, the church is like in this weird phase of, I don't say weeding people out, but you just, Kind of that way, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just looking, and it's like, man, like, where are these people at? I miss these people. I miss seeing these people here. And and a lot of that has to deal with, like, fear and, uh, you know, because COVID is real. It is yeah. <laughs> so much going on, you know. And uh, But, yeah, I think also, like, as a culture, like, we strive for comfortability. Mm-hmm. And so it's I think that's one of the easiest ways that we become the when somewhere. Because, like, for me, I know, like, before I was a Christian, like, I wanted to do things and make money, so, like, I didn't have to worry about things. Like, I want to be comfortable, and I just want to sit, and I just want to be okay with where I'm at. And God's like, all right, that's cool where you're at. Let's, come on, discover this, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. Uh, well, like, God knows our true fulfillment. Yeah. And, like, we think we're fulfilled, but we're not. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. And so he's like, hang on a second. Like, you think you're fulfilled? Like, let me take you here where you actually will be. Yeah. And we're like, no, we don't want to feel things. We don't want to, you know, we just want to sit and just eat chips on the couch. That's what I like doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and God's like, no, how about you go do something? Or like, even like you mentioned earlier, like reaching out to someone, like making, yeah. and which kind of leads us into like another, our, our last question. Like, how do we, how do we change from being lukewarm to being hot? Like, how do we get out? How do we make the conscious decision 
to get out of that lukewarm land. I like calling it lukewarm land. (laughs) But how do we get out? And I think just like taking positive steps, like reaching out to people, like being active in people's lives in the church. Um, like you, like for middle schoolers, like reaching out, like you said, like parents or, you know, whatever, like for us, like for me specifically, like checking in with our small group kids and just like, re- like we had dinner with a small group girl and it was just good just to sit and talk and like, I haven't done that in a long time. So just, you know, checking, building up disciples, mm-hmm. which is what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Um, I guess like just to make it a staccato point, I would say, um, you can't run from your convictions. Like you have to face those things in your life and those roots that are really deep and you have to do the work to get to the root of that issue and, and plow the ground. You, like I feel like that's a really big thing in my life that has kept me from truly stepping into who I'm supposed to be is these certain things in my life that are rooted and I refuse to uproot them because it, it hurts and it will take work and time and all the things that the reasons why we don't want to face our problems you know we have you have to face those convictions you have to I just want to share another C.S. Lewis quote <laughs> oh, but this is so good I remember when I heard this the first time um it like really changed my perspective and I've probably honestly read this before but oh well um it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant for the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far mm. too easily pleased. So I think that goes right into what you're saying of just, like we don't even, we can't even comprehend, like here we are making mud pies in the slums and we don't even realize that there's a holiday at sea. Like if we just take that step to surrender, even though it's scary and we might lose stuff, like mm-hmm. when we lose ourselves is when we find ourselves. When we die to ourselves is when we become alive. Yeah, to live is Christ to die is gain. Exactly. So just that, I mean, that's, I think another reason why that's so hard is because it's so countercultural. Like mm-hmm. that is completely like so opposite of what our world tells us to do. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, how do, how do you get out of lukewarmness? Like... I think it is like dealing with convictions. Mm-hmm. Like I know one thing, like God has convicted me of. He started to convict me like in October, November, and then this month, he just kind of convicted me of like one, like who are my twelve people, like right, who are who are the twelve people that I really need to be like. They need my hundred percent, like to making them. Uh, a, a disciple because like mm. I had people do that like Michael Vickery Jake like all these guys like invested in me over a couple of years and it's like holy crap like I need to find out who my 12 is and God was just like really telling me like alright you need to find this and then he spoke through somebody that I was talking to um, and he just really was like you need to find your 12 and go from there and so like alright I was like it took me like, a couple months because it was like I was asking him, like, all these questions of, like, you know, how do I choose my 12? What did Jesus do, you know? And Jesus prayed for his 12 and all these things. And then he went, and God God picked them, the 12 disciples, after he got done praying. Hmm. And then, uh, and so, anyway, so, and then I think, like, also, like, your 12 disciples come from your relationships. Because, like, you know, there's, like, a big discussion that I've had with the high school pastor. We've talked about it a few times of like, did the disciples know who Jesus was before Jesus came and asked them, like, come follow me? 
because it's like it's like a whole it deals with like relationships like Mm -hmm. to me like it makes sense like they would have known maybe not actually know who Jesus was like the Messiah and all these things but they had to like know of him Mm -hmm. they had to hear of him when he was getting baptized at John because a lot of these guys were John's disciples beforehand and so, like, they sort of knew who Jesus was, like, or knew about him. And so I think it was, I think that kind of deals with, like, relationship. Kind of got off on a tangent. But, like, no, that's so good, though. Yeah, the, the conviction of, like, this month was just, like, uh, and we kind of started a sermon series here. It was just, like, um, really spending time in prayer and, like, actually listening, like, God, like, what do you have to say to me? That's a conviction I have, but if I choose not to do it, then I'm just being lukewarm. I'm going to go watch YouTube. I'm going to go watch whatever or Netflix or whatever. But to spend the next 30 minutes or however long, you know, I think God wants me to stay in one spot in silence and just talk to him. Like, that's, that's allowing God to transform me. And so I think it is, like, what conviction do you have? And then, what, what is, like, what is God telling you to do? And then affirm it by others right like you can't just be like well I think God's telling me to do this and then just go do it I think there is like a way to affirm it through other people yeah mm-hmm. right because I think if I was like Allie I think we should go sell our house and do whatever I think that's what God told me well I, Allie would be like no like let's not do that you know <laughs> and other people would be like you're crazy and but then there could be people I think there's like affirming yeah, all that. like so, witnesses. Yeah, witnesses are like to help talk to you, and that's another right. thing I think of getting out of lukewarmness is who who are you surrounded with, or who are you surrounding yourself with, mm-hmm. and are they telling you like, hey, to do this, or and, and trying to help you, and you're just not doing anything, right? Because I think for me, like I become really prideful. And it's like I want to figure stuff out by myself, and but it's like we're not meant to figure out stuff by ourselves. Yeah. Again, like. Jesus and the 12 disciples is all throughout relationships. And so it's like, who who's around you? Who's in your circle? And who's maybe telling you stuff that you should be doing or you shouldn't be doing? And listening to them. I love that. Um, gosh, I love that. That was so good. Mm-hmm. Tommy B always talks about... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giggling? <laughs> he always talks about how, like, if you're actually a follower of Christ, should you be investing in, in people? Like, should you, like, have people in your life that you're investing in, like, that you're mentoring? Like, we, like, we should have a mentor and we should be mentoring, mm-hmm. you know? And it just leads me, like, we, we're alive, but are we living, you know? And if we're living, are we leading people? Mm-hmm. And it just like I love like I love what you said about that. Like too. who are my twelve? Like that's I never how thought you, about that. But that's good. That's how you. That's how to take an action. Making mm-hmm. disciples of all nations. That's like the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Can I share the like, five verses down from the lukewarm verse in Revelation is one of the best verses ever. I think, and it's verse twenty. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me when you seek you will find like what are you searching for what are you looking for like are you gonna open the door when there's a knock I think that that's not a coincidence that that's a little bit down from that lukewarm verse like right how do we make that step we open the door yep (laughs) there you go you (laughs) open the door yeah and then people were like you can ask many questions like how do you open the door well you just do it Mm -hmm. that's how you do it 
You know, like we, we had a, a lesson in small group about picking up your mat and walking. Well, how do you pick up your mat? Well, you just pick it up and you walk. Yeah. So good. Transformed. Transformed. I'm feeling transformed right now. Not improved, <laughs> but transformed. Not improved, I'm transformed. Yeah. Improving is good, but transforming is when you... Yeah. Gosh, that, about that 12 thing. That was so good, Micah. That was good. I'm never going to forget that. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. I hope that you learned something just as we did. I hope we changed the world today. I think we might have. I think we might have. Yeah. Thank you, Micah, for being our guest. Thank you. It's been been so fun. Um, Join us next week. A new hot topic. Going to be fun. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good week. Um, And reach out to us if you need us. Thank you for joining us for Sundays Sundays at 7. Bye guys. That might have been the best one so far.